0: Well, let's uh, turn our attention to something I was talking about last week. If you heard us discussing the fact that um, the National Institute on Aging has released a new paper and they feel that we should be looking at a public, not private, long-term care insurance program to help uh, us in the future when it comes to not only uh, long-term care, but help in aging in place. Here to talk about it Dr. Samir Sinha, Director of Geriatrics at Sinai Health and University Health Network. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on.
1: Thanks for having me, Kelly.
0: Can you speak to the timing of this? Why now?
1: Why now? It's because we're finding increasing number of Canadians really struggling to um to age in place or age the way they want to because as we age starting to realize that uh, long-term care services, that might be home and community care or nursing home services, are not guaranteed under Medicare. So for a lot of people, they are faced with copayments or they're faced with very limited services. And if they want to get enough services and supports to stay at home, they often have to pay out of pocket. So this is something that costs our public system at least $40 $40 billion a year, and Canadians on top of that, another $12 billion. And a lot of people just can't afford any of the options because they never planned uh, for these costs in advance. And uh, so it's forcing a lot of people prematurely into nursing homes, and we want to make sure that people can adequately meet their long-term care needs, whatever they might be in the future.
0: Okay, so how would... Uh, this public long-term care insurance work? Because I know this is happening in Scandinavian countries. They've been doing it for a while and it's uh, quite successful.
1: Yeah, so a number of countries like the Netherlands started this in 1966 um, Japan, Korea, uh, Germany, a lot of these countries have started these over two decades ago, realizing that we've got an aging population that's going to have similar challenges as well. And so there are different ways you can do it. You can just simply say, we're just going to have a tax-funded system the way we do with Medicare, so that you just go to a hospital, you get what you need for free, and, and that's that. But that just comes right out of what we just take in our taxes right now. Um, and in public long-term care insurance programs, generally what they do is they do, you know, a, basically like a payroll deduction. So you have um, a little bit of a deduction on your on your payroll, Everybody in Canada is paying that. And the idea is that 20, 30, 40 years from now, should you need long-term care services, then what you'll need will be fully funded. That's basically how it works.
0: So this is not for uh, our parents. This is basically looking ahead to, you know, Gen Xers. It's not really going to help out boomers now.
1: Exactly. And that's one thing we want to be clear about is that right now, the way these programs work is it works when um, you're you collecting for the upcoming decades, for example, in advance. So you build up enough of a pool that you can draw upon later and you have enough time for that pool of money to be invested so that it can grow, so that it can better support you. So it's not an immediate solution, but it's a solution that could help those of us from Gen X uh, downwards, if you will.
0: I think this is going to be, although I like the idea, a bit of a tough sell. I'll tell you why. Uh, We've talked about it before. I think people hate to be reminded of their own mortality and the fact that they're going to get old. So investing in your future is not something that people relish doing. And right now we have an affordability crisis. People are finding it hard to make ends meet. So how do you sell this?
1: I agree, right? You know, anytime you mention this, and one of the reasons this is a challenge to sell politically is people say, this is just yet another tax. And if I can barely afford, you know, my rent, if I can barely afford, you know, food, why would I want to do this for something that I may not even need down the road? And these are all fair points and fair sentiments. I think the challenge, though, for a lot of people is, Right now, with our savings crisis that we have, the average Canadian without a workplace pension plan, that's the majority of us, is retiring with only $3,000 in the bank. So that's not a lot of savings to be able to support you in future. Should you need to get home care, you know, around the clock? Should you need to, you know, want to move to a retirement home? We note in our paper that if you were to get 24-7 private care in your home, Um, that could cost you $25,000 a month. I don't know a lot of people who have that kind of money sitting around. That's why, you know, while people don't want to think about this, it's actually something that can allow us down the road to really have options um, in a way that won't actually break the bank or make people go bankrupt or prematurely into nursing homes.
0: Do you think this would be easier to sell to um, millennials and Gen Zs who may be more empathetic and also maybe more uh, self centered and see what their parents are going through right now? Because we are the sandwich generation, and there's a lot of us not only taking care of kids, but we're also taking care of our aging parents. And I think that that group might look at it and go, Well, you know what? You can take some money off my paycheck that I don't see uh, because I don't want to be left. Uh, you know, being responsible for my parents, especially because fewer people are having, you know, three, four kids.
1: Exactly. I think a lot of people are now starting to realize that, you know, if if you've got parents who are boomers or boomers themselves, they're starting to see as their loved ones are aging that, my God, I didn't realize that a lot of this wasn't covered I, you know, oh, you know, we're going to have to sell the home to be able to afford X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, just people are realizing, you know, what a buying this is. And you also made the point that we are having declining birth rates. So if you're, you know, if you're a young person, you're expecting that, wait, I don't have any children, so who's going to look after me? Um, These are all reasons why this might actually appeal to people because it's giving you. Better security Mm -hmm. down the road, uh, where when you already know that you're having trouble saving for your future, at least this is one of those worries that. If you should need long-term care services, and many of us will as we age, at least that will be a cost that's protected and cared for. So you just have to concentrate on, on lesser things to uh, to make your retirement more affordable.
0: And Dr. Sinna, even if you had kids, it doesn't mean that they're going to be in a position to take care of you. That's a lot to ask somebody to do. And unfortunately, it tends to fall on women.
1: This is exactly it, right? Because you know, Some people say to me, well, I'm having children, therefore, you know, they'll look after me. And I'm like, that is zero guarantee. And that's a really bad future plan. Yeah. Because, again, right, there's so many different circumstances that will influence our future um, that... Uh, that again, we don't want to. We don't want to say, well, hopefully I'll win the lottery and that'll take care of my future costs. Hopefully my kids will be around. No, the idea of a public long-term care insurance program is it takes a less um, less of the uncertainty about how we want to age and gives you a peace of mind or confidence that you'll be able to age the way you want to without having to rely on other people or, 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 and make sure that you have the resources that you need to age the way you want.
0: Okay, so the National Institute on Aging put out this report, Dr. Sina. What happens with the report right now? Because it does, you know, it's interesting to talk about it with you, know, with you and, and back and forth, and our listeners, I'm sure, will want to discuss it, but um, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Where does it go now?
1: yeah, so we've had various governments actually toy with this idea, alberta and and uh, and and Quebec looked at this. You know, the state of Washington's implementing their own plan. Right now, at the federal level, um, the federal ministers of health and seniors have launched an expert panel. I'm a member of that, looking at the idea of an aging well at home program or benefit. Um so we're doing national consultations, and we want to make sure through the NIA that this idea was part of that thought, um, that thought leadership so that we, as we're all thinking about these issues that aren't going to go away, at least this can be an important part of the dialogue so that we can make the right decisions moving forward.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank you for uh, sparing some time to talk about this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. Dr. Samir Sinha, Director of Geriatrics at Sinai Health and University Health N- Network.